and we are live. What? Well, at least I am. Patrick is uh, is over refilling on coffee, so he will join us momentarily. You guys, today is a wonderful day. This whole month is going to be wonderful. This is the month that brings down the system. It's and on today's episode, what I want to do is I want to explain the system. The system is what we've lived in. Hey, Patrick. Hey, mister. The system is what we've lived in. The system is the college that Patrick went to. The system. Shut up, serious little sister. You little spying bitch. Even on the road. It absolutely. She she tracks me everywhere. The system is the high school I went to. The public school system. It's all actually created over the last 120 years. Now, we, we've lived in this system and we've normalized it. We, the system is what we recognize as the latter, the, the, uh, the grants, the, uh, uh, the grants from the federal government into these these universities, the grants of you know if you do this, we'll pay for half your college. That is the progressive system. That is the the system of rewarding the individual for making a choice that helps grow the progressive system. It's the engineering of the individual. And this all originates in 1912 with the creation of the Federal Reserve System. The Federal Reserve System is the funding mechanism for the progressive system's creation. Without the control of the currency, they could they could not they could not fund the creation of the uh, the the military industrial complex, the healthcare industrial complex, the the scientific quote unquote scientific. If I all of a sudden blow up, just keep going, Patrick. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's 
it's the these people, the progressives, they are in the death throes of their system. They they usually have a war that rolls them into the next iteration of their system. That's what happened with World War One. They were working to create the League of Nations. Well, that failed, so they had to have World War II. World War II brought us the United Nations. Then the United Nations and the OSS, that brought the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower warned us about. That, because remember, listen to his farewell speech. He didn't just say the military industrial complex. He said the healthcare industrial complex, the scientific uh, industrial complex, the technological industrial complex. He warned us about the whole system that was being created. And and you have to understand the relationship that Eisenhower had with JFK. Eisenhower explained everything to JFK. JFK, now, mind you, JFK's father was not always a good man. <laughs> JFK's father, <laughs> yeah, Patrick's laughing because it, it, that's, an un, that's an understatement. Yes. Uh, Old Whiskey it's, Joe. Oh, Whiskey Joe. But Old Whiskey Joe had the American rat lines with his links with the mafia. The mafia and this all links together. You have to you have to understand that the mafia ran the rat lines through New Orleans, the shipping lanes. New Orleans was a major hub of running military arms to Cuba for the Russians. They, this is all intertwined. That uh, The interview I did with Rice uh, Rice crypto the uh, the other day and and how i was explaining that that these rat holes we jump into these uh are all connected it isn't rat uh, or they aren't rabbit holes they're rat lines right one of the reasons I'm in Vegas, 
one of the reasons I chose Vegas is the Vegas shooting a few years ago. That was that was that exposed the the Saudi Arabian plug-in here in Vegas into the rat line. Right? The fourth floor of the hotel it happened at is is owned owned by the government of Saudi Arabia. So when they when they said or they showed that it was coming from the fourth floor that exposed to the people that know what that was about. And what that was, was a, uh, that was a gun sale gone wrong. That was someone got shot. The gun runner got shot in the trade. And to cover up the shooting, they started shooting at the crowd, making it look like a sniper. The original event was the shooting of the gun runner. And his brother, let's remember, his brother went on local television in national television the next day explaining you know why his brother could have done that and, and all that that guy his brother was arrested for pedophilia not two days later this is all blackmailed this is all jeffrey epstein was plugged in to the rat line that that linked with that shooting the airport right next to the mansion in ohio that jeffrey epstein and les wexner lived at that airport remember a while back i did a video and it was the video that my good friend uh, from Hawaii said I had the beady eyes and, and was like, you know, Ben's not telling the truth and little, oh, dick. No, my, little dick. Yeah. Little dick. Let me tell you, my friend here, let, let me get my eyes right for you. <laughs> my buddy at Scott Air Force Base, the guy who handles the shipping and receiving, what do you think he told me? Why do you think I said in that video the strange places that he talked about they were shipping things to? One of those strange places 
was the airport in Ohio. That airport in Ohio ran flights directly to Las Vegas. The airport in Florida, the air, the air training school in Florida that the 9-11 uh, people were trained at. Why was Jeffrey Epstein an instructor there during the time that that uh, the 9-11 people were being trained. Why was Jeffrey Epstein training them? Why did Jeffrey Epstein have a passport from Saudi Arabia in his New York, uh, his New York apartment? You starting to put this all together? Why, why, why have they had the uh, the Wiener laptop for years and never released or never brought out what was on the laptop? We've all heard the rumors that it made officers sick, that, that there were things on there. And shall I quote, there were things on the laptop that actually tied the Clinton Foundation to child crimes. These rat lines have existed since World War I outside of the country. And the American rat lines have existed since the early days of the uh, the mafia. Why do you think the mafia was brought over here? Have you ever done research on who and how the Italians were brought into New York? Who brought them in? What relationships did the Italian mafia have over in Italy? In World War One, how did, over in Europe, how did they transport and how were the assassinations that happened prior to World War I achieved. What groups were used to achieve those assassinations? The mafia over in Italy. And why were they brought over here? Why were they placed in New York? Why were they placed in Chicago? Right? What, what event created Vegas? Why did they create Vegas? 
you think that the mafia just out of the fucking blue said, hey, I got an idea. Let's set up a place in the middle of the fucking desert. And let's do gambling. Man, that'll be a great business. No, my friends. Vegas was created by the CIA. Vegas is just one big money laundering CIA operation. It has been since the creation of Vegas. Vegas is, is without the CIA, Vegas wouldn't exist. There'd be no need for it. You think that the mafia wasn't making enough money in their underground gambling in New York and Chicago and St. Louis? Patrick, I'm going to mention a few names from St. Louis that I think you might recognize. The Vitalis. Yeah. The Michaels. Yep. I can remember... Uh, I think it was late 1980s where the Vitalis blew up one of the head of the Michaels family car on Highway 55 and Bayless. Blew that motherfucker clean up. Well, and then you had the Lebanese arm too. Yep. Uh, the Leisures and, and the Slays were blowing each other up. They were blowing each other up too. That became the uh, the, the method de jour, um, blowing up people's cars on the on the interstate. <clears throat> yep. Interesting. Now you said a name that a lot of people in St. Louis would recognize. Slay. Slay. Didn't we have a mayor named Slay? Sure did. Oh, how ironic. Sure did. Now. Slay, uh, at the same time, Slay, and I'm going to reveal some things about myself that, uh, that a lot of people may not know. My family over in Granite City, a branch of my family, uh, their surname is, uh, is Self. The last name is Self. At the time that Slay was mayor over in St. Louis, my mom's cousin, Self, was mayor in Granite City. Now, Granite City, Illinois, is home to a massive uh, steel plant. Now, the important part is not the plant itself. It's the union. The union and the shipping of the railroad that goes right through Granite City. Granite City and uh, other little cities around uh, St. Louis are big rail yards. These rail yards have been used 
for years to ship a lot of bad shit. My grandfather was the head of the union over in Granite City. My whole family worked for the union for years. And I can tell you right now that my real dad, uh, his first job was sleeping in a car outside of a rail yard with a fully automatic weapon and it was guarding rail containers full of weapons that had shipped from Oklahoma coming up from where? Las Vegas. This is this is all connected. Shut up, serious little sister. This is all connected. There, most of the American economy has been funded illegally through the progressive movement, through the printing of the U.S. dollar from the Federal Reserve, lent to the governments, lent to the banks. Why are all of a sudden we're hearing about all these major global banks that are getting caught all of a sudden? That, wait a second, J.P. Morgan did what? The hell you said? My friends, America, what we understand to be America is the centralized hub of a global progressive movement that has been set up for the last 120 years. America was turned into the military arm of the progressive movement through the CIA and the military industrial complex. Why do you think that that every time we elected a Democrat, it was just like electing a Republican? Why do you think every time we elected a Republican, they'd get shot? <laughs> every time we elected, a prime example was JFK. JFK would not be allowed in the Democratic Party of today. Yeah, no way. He would be a staunch Trump supporter. <clears throat> There's a difference between a Republican and a Democrat 
in a progressive Republican and a progressive Democrat. The key is the progressive part. You have good, solid Democrats at local level. Not at the national levels. The Democratic Party is dead. It died with JFK. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's nobody at the national level that can afford uh, to be anything close to the center anymore. Um, Or or right of center on certain issues like uh, abortion, um, family services. I mean, if you're not in whole hog in the Great Society program, um, and then some, uh, you know, the environmental um, concerns that are, are yeah, <laughs> zealously supported and pushed, um, yeah, let alone the socialist programs as, as the economy goes, um, you're not going to be, you're not going to be stepping out on that platform with everybody else. Not going to happen. And it's okay. a shame. It's a shame. Yep, absent. And the Agenda 21, the Agenda 2020, the Agenda 2030, that's the roadmap for the, the organization of the global progressive system. They they thought that they could through obama and also bush and clinton and the first bush they thought that they could shape and roll out this agenda 20 uh, uh, agenda 21 Agenda 2020, Agenda 2030, and the outline for Agenda 2050, that, that as long as they control the media, they were good. Because then they can control the population. Because people are going to start to realize that they're working for entities that are bad, bad at the leadership level. And there's one group of employees that are gonna just, and I worry about them as this actually comes out. Um, social services for children right. uh, has been a has been a pipeline for ch- child trafficking for years. And well, how, as, how many how many kids uh, from Haiti um, just went poof? Yep. After they were brought to the States. 
gone. Yep. Yep. And Patrick, uh, in his church, has been very vocal and very, uh, needless to say, um, very stringent on uh, on the involvement of the church. With, or the lack thereof. Yes, or lack thereof in uh, holding people responsible for uh, issues with children. And it's people like Patrick that are the true church that are going to clean up the church. That's what Patrick's been very, uh, very attentive on and very vocal. <laughs> uh, almost to a point where the church is like, hey, Patrick, get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, we have issues. I, I have an authority. I have a problem with authority to begin with, um, let alone, you know, <laughs> and, and then it and then it it, it comes home to roost in uh, uh, the hierarchy of my faith and uh, just their unwillingness, their absolute unwillingness to resolve these matters as they should be resolved. Um, you know, there are. There are bad people everywhere, but um, when it comes to those who are involved in um, religious organizations um, who prey, and they are predators, prey on on the unsuspecting and those who are unable to protect themselves, then they should feel the full brunt of the law. And the fact that they've allowed these guys to hide um, in different parishes and shuffle them around is beyond... Um, disgusting yeah, yeah and anyway my blood pressure is going up i can feel it so <laughs> yeah I'm just back a little bit <clears throat> yeah um there was a somebody had a question out there um in the chat um <clears throat> who was it that was asking about the campisi family in st louis um i think it was rick Oh, no. Um, it was Charlie Sodman. Um, the Campisi family was actually part of the uh, um, Chicago organization. Um, Jasper, or Jay Campisi, was the guy's name. Um, uh, it's kind of funny um, in that he was, uh, um, he was tied to Anthony Spilatro, which who was also tied to Vegas. Um, yeah. Spilatro, yeah. both Anthony and Michael Spilatro were um, guys sent out by um, the Chicago mob um, to watch over operations in Vegas, and things went sideways. Um, I'm from Chicago, and uh, the Spilatros were um, <clears throat> known to be um, uh, troublemakers. They could they they couldn't keep things quiet. Uh, they were a little too flashy. Um, and the bosses got uh, got mad at him, especially when they fucked up a hit on Kenny Ito, um, who was a numbers guy. Um, <clears throat> anyway, both the boys were found in a field in Indiana, cornfield, in a shallow grave. 
imagine that. They never uh, dig them deep enough. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. You always go. You know, if you spend another twenty minutes, you you you'd get by with this. Um, and how about a backhoe? You can't get a backhoe. Oh, out yeah. There. Yeah. You know, a couple you know, of let's go a little bit further. A wood chipper, you know. Uh, anyway, yeah. anyway, uh, Campisi was uh, here in in uh, St. Louis, but um, it was by extension um, to run operations in uh, for the Kansas City outfit um, that was tied back to uh, Chicago. So, yeah. That, that's what I got on that one. I could go off on Kenny Ito because um, he brought a lot of sons of bitches down. Um, what did they call him? I think they called him the Jap. Um, he was an interesting cat. They tried to uh, they tried to hit him um, in Chicago. In uh, I think it was off of Montrose or Fullerton up on the north side, and uh, they shot him in the back of the head twice with a twenty-two. Didn't kill him. Um, Damn. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, anyway, anyway, um, he survived, and there were a bunch of people that ended up in the trunks of cars um, in the O'Hare Airport parking lot um, in the summer, mind you. So that must have been a great, great odor. Um, oh, yeah. Gee, what's the smell that's coming out of this truck? Oh, when, yeah. oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Lone wolf <laughs> with a fish. <laughs> when um, I was first introduced to this world, uh, when I was about 17 years old, uh, I was introduced to a guy named Sam Vitale. Uh, I worked at this pizza place over at like Gravoy and Holly Hills. You mean just the Yeah. Named Zito's Pizza. All right. And the two guys who owned it were twins. Um, and they were a couple of cokeheads that were just, you know, they were the knuckle draggers uh, yeah. that, you know, owned the uh, pizza place. Right. And I could, that place never made a dime off of pizzas. I can tell you that. Now, a lot of shit ran through it. Oh, yeah. But it sure oh, yeah. the fuck wasn't, wasn't making a bunch of money off pizza. Sure. Sure. And, and, pizza, and pizza joints, pizza joints, and vending machine operations were. Um, oh, and laundromats. Yeah, and I, laundromats. Part and parcel of. Yeah. Yeah. Of the money laundering. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you a story, and the reason I can say this now is actually Sam Vitale. Huh? Yeah, he's dead. Sam's dead, and the statute of limitations has run out. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he actually passed away quite a few years ago. Yeah, I think yeah. I think like four years ago or something. 
uh, but I, um, there's a laundromat over at Telegraph and Lime Ferry, right at that split right there. Yeah. Uh, like, right, yeah. Yeah. There's this little shithole of a laundromat. <laughs> and I can remember uh, the twins had me swing by there and uh, pick up uh, a bag yeah, and bring it back to the pizza place. Right. Flour? Yeah, flour. Uh, This laundromat, it did, it, it, let's just say the amount of money I brought back to the pizza joint that laundromat wouldn't make in five years. Yeah, I mean half half the fucking machines didn't work, yeah. and yeah, the 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 other half were just you know on their last legs, and it it that's when I first actually got my exposure uh, to the world that I'm talking about now. And and then in my early 20s, I actually found or it was revealed to me the relationship that my family had over in Granite City with the Vitalis and the Michaels. And that opened up a whole new fucking can of worms of, of wait, wait, what grandpa do? So yeah. Grandpa, Grandpa worked for, was the head of the union, ran a church over in Granite City, a Pentecostal church, mind you. Yeah. And, and also was a raging alcoholic womanizer. Sound about right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and. Oh, I started putting it all together. Well, through uh, through relationships, uh, I started to learn about uh, the rat lines in St. Louis that ran right through City Hall. And I also learned of uh, of these now, this is going to get really interesting, and I'm not going to do an actual Patreon show today. I'm just going to post this one in Patreon because this is some in this is some insight. This is giving you a taste of what I'm going to be putting out on Patreon over the next month. Um, I used to frequent the east side uh, when I was younger. Now, the east side of St. Louis is basically stripper central. Oh, yeah. I mean, hookers and hookers and strippers and, and bears, oh, my. And I got invited to a party uh, over in St. Louis at the... Uh, what was that hotel where the top of it turned? Uh, uh, Millennium? 
Yeah, the Millennium. Uh, I got invited to a party there. And it was not your average party. It was basically uh, a sexual event that there were some well-known St. Louisans there, including people that were on local media. Oh, yeah. In including uh huh yeah yeah i getting their lily wet yeah oh yeah and uh and including elected officials including uh high-ranking officers in the who i knew because they'd swing by the pizza place uh to pick up their monthly supplement. It, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it was interesting. Yeah. Going there. Mind yeah. you, I was, I was maybe 20, 21. Now, a, lot of innocence, a lot of innocence was lost that day. Oh, I had no innocence at that time. I had already forfeited that. <laughs> no, no shame left to give. And for those of you that don't know this, uh, uh, I went to work uh, in Ohio for about a year when I was when I was 19 almost 20 well that work in Ohio was uh, was there were other aspects of it uh, when I got asked to go to Ohio, uh, the the reason that I keep saying that the key to the Epstein treasure trove is in Ohio is because I remember the people that I met when I was working in Ohio. I worked outside of of Cincinnati, Ohio in a town called Fairfield, Ohio. Fairfield, Ohio is near a uh, a uh, kind of a Six Flags type of place that's called Kingsland, right? Kingsland, the guy who ran that uh, park uh, 
was and is, well, I don't know if he's alive still, uh, but they were tied in with Walt Disney. That, uh, and they were actually tied in with uh, the shipping that Epstein was involved with. I might be written in 94, 95. And this, there's, there's a reason now, I'm not saying that I was plugged in or I was a made man or any. I was just a, I, I was in the right environment to see the connections and understand what I was seeing. There's a reason, and I'm telling you guys right now, when you start hearing William Barr, Trump, the New York prosecutor, when they start talking about Ohio is when the shit gets serious. Because that airport was the hub for everything. Child traffic prosecutor for gun running, for bringing in Russian uh, honeypots, for uh, was the hub for everything. I just heard myself. Is that you, Patrick? Yeah, yeah, I, I got it. Oh, okay. Uh, these these are all connected, and the reason I'm in Vegas. One of the reasons I'm in Vegas is not only for the blockchain, you know, unmasked tour, is that I'm putting some pieces together that are going to help me explain on my Patreon channel and trickle out some information here that that's going to explain what's going on in Washington and through Trump and through Q because it's one of the reasons they took down my YouTube channel they they know where we're all going there's a reason that the uh, that my phone's hotspot yesterday all of a sudden just shut off, and I had to go get a new one. It um, they can't have, and mind you, I'm not the only person doing this. There are many other channels out there. I'm just one of thousands and what we are all, what we're all doing is we're putting out as much information 
into our influence as possible as to blanket everything. Since we don't have mainstream media, the way this is shaped is little radio stations, little YouTube channels that overlap each other. And what they're doing now, it's why Facebook announced they're getting rid of anything associated with QAnon. Because they they see the structure we've built. Two and a half years ago, when I announced, while I was out of the country, announced that I had I had been asked to join the anonymous group. Like I said, it doesn't come with a card. You don't save money shopping or or you don't save money renting a car with the anonymous group. It's a loosely tied group of thousands of individuals with little niches of talent that overlap each other and help each other with with information that's it it it's 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 nothing more than that it's like i'm nobody in the grand scheme but yet i'm somebody who can help a little. So I chose to help a little. Whatever influence I have ever had or ever will have, I don't know. And it's irrelevant. The point is, is that we all speak. We all tell the story. We all expose the truth at the same time so that the little voices collect up into a big movement and you are part of that movement i am part of that movement i'm not significant they could eliminate me off of every platform and another one will pop up somebody else will take my place that's how it works that's how it's always worked it's we have especially this month this month is go time for anybody who's out there going well i don't see anything I don't see anything going on. You're not looking. Trump just authorized not just the declassification of everything, but of unredacted declassification. No more marking out the names. No more marking out the 
and watch for this. This is going to come out. Non-governmental organizations. Watch what comes out with the Red Cross. Watch what comes out with uh, a lot of charitable organizations that, that you think and that the general population thinks are good. They're not. They're not good. Choose a local charity. Because a national charity, odds are, it's a front. It's a front for laundering money or laundering blood in the Red Cross case into certain areas and into certain other organizations. I'm going to get a little biblical on you guys. The importance of blood cannot be explained scientifically. There's a reason that at the Last Supper, Jesus turned the wine into his blood. That eat of this, this is my flesh. This at the roots of this is evil. And I mean the evilest one of all. And it's it's going to be exposed. What I hope is that it's exposed so well that what if you hear anybody else say this, pay attention to what they say after they say this. If at any point you hear somebody talking about an individual, one individual who owns a parking lot in London. He only owns one parking lot in London. If you hear anybody ever talk about the guy who owns the parking lot in London. Pay attention to what they say after that. Because they know the roots of this. All right, I'm going to end it there. Join us tomorrow. Tomorrow's regular show like this is going to lead into a Patreon show. The Patreon show is going to be very revealing in the Las Vegas underground. And I do mean underground. 
because there are tunnels under Vegas that we're going to talk about. And I should have more information today on that. Maybe even pictures. We'll you going see. on a tour? You going on a tour? Uh, I might be going on a little excursion out of the RV. Uh, life's about to get really damn interesting. Uh-huh. So everybody have a great day. And Patrick, I hope you have a great day too. You do the same. You do the same. Yep. Oh, oh. Uh, here's here's a little hint on the guy in London uh, who owns the parking lot. His nephew is actually partnered with Al Gore in the the exchange they were creating for the carbon credits. Yeah. His his last name is Blood. If you figure out who that guy is and then figure out who his uncle is, you'll be on the rat, the right rat line. Everybody have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Take care.